Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today, we're going to be discussing why elves are, well, house elves, despite possessing pretty powerful magical abilities. As you may recall, elves and the concept of house elves are introduced in the Chamber of Secrets when Harry meets Dobby, the resident house elf of Draco Malfoy's family and the family's home, Malfoy Manor. Through this introduction, we discover that the upper class of the wizarding world all seem to own house elves. Elves who are magically bound to serve their masters and work in servitude for well-to-do wizarding families without compensation. Their tasks range from cleaning to cooking and running errands, all without question. The only way that they can be freed from their magical enslavement is if their master gives them a piece of clothing. Of course, this sounds quite miserable, and so, it was unsurprising when we learned that Dobby longs to be free from his indentured servitude to the cruel Malfoy family, who mistreat him and underestimate his abilities and intelligence. This, of course, inevitably leads to Harry helping Dobby secure his freedom, tricking Lucius Malfoy into tossing an old sock to the elf. However, despite Dobby being the first house elf we are introduced to, we come to learn that he is actually quite an anomaly when compared to the majority of the elves that we come across throughout the remainder of the series. From Dobby's friend Winky, who Harry meets at the Quidditch World Cup when he mistakes her for Dobby, to Creature, the miserable house elf of the Black family, who is inevitably left to Harry after Sirius Black's death. Through these and other elves that we are introduced to throughout Harry Potter, we are led to believe that most house elves actually enjoy their enslavement. In fact, Winky, after being released from service with her family, goes into a severe depression. What's more, each and every elf physically punishes themselves if they betray their master in any way. In the Goblet of Fire, at least the novel version, we are also introduced to many elves, all of whom are employed by Hogwarts. While it's true some of these elves are eventually paid for the work they perform at the school, many of them were unwilling to accept payment for their services. Many also take great offense when Hermione attempts to free them from their positions through her organization SPEW, that is, the Society for the Promotion of Elfish Welfare. Now, I suppose you could argue that the self-punishment and rejection of compensation is part of the magic that ensures a house elf obeys every command of their master and asks for nothing in return. 
For example, Creature, who has an extreme dislike of Muggleborn witches and wizards, punishes himself after insulting Harry and his friends due to the fact that Harry is his master. However, we also see Dobby punish himself for talking ill of the Malfoys after he's been freed from servitude to that family, which indicates that it may be a strong biological trait of extreme loyalty rather than that of magic which forces them to behave this way. Speaking of magic, you may be wondering, what is it about elven magic specifically that makes house elves as formidable as I'm suggesting? Well, first of all, elven magic is quite different from wizard magic. To perform it, elves require no ones and no incantations. They seem to simply have the ability to cast their magic at will, and it's often more advanced than that of wizard kind, which is something that Harry himself notes at one point. For example, they are able to use their magic in places that witches and wizards are unable to. They can apparate from place to place, including into areas that are heavily fortified by magic to prevent such a thing. House elves are also skilled fighters, which is proven by the role they play in the Battle of Hogwarts. Throughout the series, we also see house elves use several spells that witches and wizards are incapable of breaking. On the whole, elven magic and elves' ability to perform that magic seems quite superior to most of the power wielded by humans within the wizarding world. In fact, perhaps prior to elves being enslaved as house elves, wizardkind was rather threatened by the species' magical abilities. This does provide a rather strong motivator to attempt to suppress and harness elfish power for their own gain. Anyway, while all of this gives us a good insight into how the disposition of elves seems ideal for servitude and why witches and wizards may have enslaved the species in the first place, it does not explain how wizardkind managed to become and remain the masters of this powerful species. Well, as it happens, I have a few theories. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The first theory I've heard from fans is one I'm not too keen on myself. Some people have suggested that elves are a creation of wizardkind, made with magic for the express purpose of serving magical high society. I'm pretty quick to disregard this theory for a few simple reasons. Number one, elves are common throughout all kinds of magical lore. If JK Rowling was going to create a magical wizard-made creature for the wizarding world, I don't believe she would have chosen a species so well known throughout other works of fantasy and fiction. The second and final reason is that if elves were created by wizards, I don't believe they would have created a species with such personality. Why chance it that an elf like Dobby would seek freedom, or one like Creature would be so miserable? The next theory, however, I think is a rather strong one. This one takes into account genetic traits, evolution, and natural selection, although in this case, I don't quite believe the selection to be so natural. Imagine that wizards, being the larger and presumably stronger of the two species, sheltered elves centuries ago from other more menacing magical creatures. At first, this could have been more of an informal arrangement, 
in which wizards offered protection to elves and, in return, elves helped out around the house. Perhaps it started innocently enough with preparing a meal or two, or making the beds at the beginning of the day, but then, over time, it's possible that the elves who provided witches and wizards with better service were treated better. The more independent-minded elves may have been cast out and possibly killed off without the protection of wizards, or simply left without much opportunity in the way of finding a mate. After all, like many other species, it's not impossible to imagine that an elf with a job was more desirable to a potential spouse than one with no prospects. From there, it's possible that wizards further manipulated the evolution of elves by breeding the most obedient and docile of the species with each other. After all, wizarding households only seem to have one elf at a time, which leads to the question of procreation. How is this species continuing to reproduce? That is, unless their masters are organizing opportunities for subsequent lines of house elves to be created, this is quite a sinister thought and, for the sake of house elves, I would hope it's untrue. However, I just can't think of how else house elves have continued their bloodlines. This theory would also explain why, despite their powerful magic, house elves remained enslaved, because they've been bred to enjoy their servitude. That said, one flaw I find in this theory is that for a house elf like Dobby, who did not enjoy being enslaved, why wasn't he able to break out of bondage? He did not like serving the Malfoys, and he is powerful. So why wasn't he able to break free using his own magic? I suppose it could be argued that overthrowing his masters for freedom would be against his genetic makeup, just as it was in his very nature to bang his head against the wall after insulting the Malfoys, despite no longer serving them. For now, I guess that explanation will have to suffice. One final theory I'd like to touch on before we end today's video is based on the fact that I don't believe we are given the whole story when it comes to elves in the wizarding world. Perhaps, in addition to the house elves who enjoy serving wizard kind, there are also free elves thriving in the wild. After all, they are an incredibly powerful species, so it's possible that they could simply be living free, unaffected by both magical and muggle society. Which brings us back to the idea that if witches and wizards offered protection to elves hundreds of years ago, Perhaps it was only the most docile and timid of elven kind who approached wizards in search of a safer existence. And while this group of elves evolved within the confines of their servitude, wild elves evolved entirely differently. Perhaps elves in the wild are unruly and disloyal, with their natural selection evolving in accordance with the traits that would have best kept them alive should they come up against other menacing magical creatures. And with that, we've come to the end of another video. What did you think? Do you agree with my theories? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And as always, if you enjoyed this video, don't forget to like it and subscribe to the channel. Until next time, Dobby is a free elf.